Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and welcome to another special live edition of Dream Business Radio. We're streaming here on Facebook and um, just really excited. This is episode, by the way, I was looking, this is episode 435. <laughs> That's right. I am well into my eighth year. And just for, in case you're sometimes feeling you're late to the party, when I started my podcast over eight years ago, I said, oh, I'm so late. There's so many podcasts and now there's millions of them. So this is episode 435 and I have great content for you. I'm very excited about today's program. My special guest is a serial entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur for a long time. He's a best-selling author. Paul Ross is a highly paid coach and consultant his latest book is called Subtle Words That Sell, How to Get Prospects to Convince Themselves to Buy, which is a great concept, and add top dollars to your bottom line. He's also a uh, relatively new member of my Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program in full disclosure, which I think is, is going in our fourth. Let's see. I'm going to have to ask him. Paul, how are you doing today, buddy? Breakneck action, scientific and intellectual breakthroughs, and a pleasure to be here and address your audience. I think we've been together and you're platinum level for about four months. Four months. And then you moved up because you said, I need more. Diamond. So yeah. we moved, I moved, moved up to diamond almost immediately because I saw the crazy value you were bringing me. I thought, hmm, don't be dumb. Move up, move up, move up. I know. And I so enjoy our calls. And then you're like, we, when can we talk again? I said, well, in the program you're in, we'll talk next month. Well, I need more. I said, we can fix that. So we'll anyway. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Schedule with you tomorrow. So, Paul, you've had a long history of coaching in the dating industry. And earlier this year, you published what I think is an amazing book. And <clears throat> I've read a lot of books on sales and everybody's got their little niche and nuance. You understand NLP. You're a master communicator, persuader and things like that. But you understand, which I think is really important, how sales are made. Right. It's not made by clubbing somebody over the head. Sale, 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 you know, all this and that. And 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 very by the, by the very nature of your book titles, which is how to get prospects to convince themselves, shows there's a lot to it, right? So I want to explore that a little bit on this um, episode of Dream Business Radio. So let's talk about mindset first, because you and I talk a lot about mindset on our coaching calls and how, it, how you teach mindset to your coaching clients. How does mindset affect somebody becoming a better closer? Well, first and foremost, let me address the second part of your question. I don't believe there is such a thing called closing in the sense that it's a separate segment that you do. My belief is the closing starts the moment you have that first communication with your client or prospect. So I think it's very, very important. And you have to understand also that what selling is about. For me, the first part of having a successful selling mindset is you're never selling your product or service. You're always selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. That's the first part. And the second part is to understand that selling 
is about expanding the range of choices that your clients have because your prospects, Jim, as you know, don't come to you with necessarily with an open mind. They don't come with the ability to make a good decision. They don't come to you believing in themselves. So you have to heroically, I would say, expand their mind to include better uh, decisions about their sense of possibility, capability, what they deserve in their identity. So I would say that's first and foremost. And the second thing, if I can get really outside of most people's conceptual zones, I believe selling is about creating states of consciousness. And here's what I mean. The first question to ask is not how do I sell the product or service? The question to ask is how can I create states of mind and what states of mind do I want to create in my prospects? How can I get them to be fascinated with me? How can I get them to not just be in rapport, but to actually want to follow me? How can I get them in the state of eager desire to buy? So it's about structuring states of consciousness, which is a completely wild, different way of looking at it. You can't get this off the shelf. And you, by the way, can I give you some credit? Sure. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, you, lay it well, on you, me. You encouraged me to stand out with my branding and stand out with my message and not be afraid to go against the stream and be contrarian. I don't remember the exact language and you gave me, you said, Paul, be contrarian. Don't be afraid to rattle people's cages. Just don't be a disruptor, be a disruptor, but don't be a disturber. That was an incredible, an incredible distinction for me because I like to be a disturber and you say, no, no, it's okay to be disrupted. Don't be a disturber. And I never saw that distinction until you pointed it out. So thank well, you. Well, when you and I first met, and I we're going back to actually before you signed up for my coaching, we were talking a little bit and I said, and only because we've known each other before and you said, yeah, I'm a, I don't know if you said sales guy, sales trainer, but you said I'm in the area of sales. And I probably went ho-hum, you know, there's a thousand other salespeople. And if you're going to sell a lot of books, if that's going to bring you a lot of clients, you have to find a way to stand out. And um, you you made it clear to me on day one, you have no trouble stepping up, being heard, being known, being different. And that's probably why, you're, why you're, uh, your own coaching program is doing so well today. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I do like to tweak people a little bit. You know, my greatest teacher, no disrespect to you, was my mom. And my mom said to me one day I was sassing her and she <laughs> shook her finger at me. She, I was six years old, seven. She said, kid. If you don't knock it off, you'll grow up to be an iconoclast. I said, what's that, mommy? She says, an iconoclast is someone who goes around kicking over other people's sacred ideas, upsetting them a little bit. I thought, mm. yeah, I want to be an iconoclast when I grow up. <laughs> now I've converted it into making money and doing what I love, which is so thank you, mom. Your memories of blessing. Well, it's interesting, um, you know, and kind of, the, uh, I don't know, it was 10 years, 20 years you were giving advice in the dating industry as far as communicating, persuasion, obviously, is a big part of, of dating. But now to take what you've learned and apply it to people who are, are, are high-end closers, right? Um, in the first part of your book, you write about using ownership language. What do, you, yeah. what do you mean by that, Paul? Yeah. So there's a difference between saying, I want success with my high-end clients, and then using saying, I claim success with my high-end clients. And then if you say, I claim my success with my high-end clients. So claim my mind, they imply ownership. They open up different neural pathways. And when you go to the valet, does the valet hand you a want check? No, the valet hands you 
a claim check. Mm -hmm. So language is powerful. Making those little tweaks in your language makes all the difference. So I claim my growing skills for my success with my high-end clients is a lot better than saying I am a high-end closer. Because when you say I am a high-end closer, you make it about your identity. Now, as a hypnotist for 30 years, I can tell you it's very difficult to change beliefs about identity, but it's easy peasy to change beliefs about skill. So if someone comes to me and says, I'm just not a good closer, I will teach them three magic words. May I share as a bonus? I'd love it. Go ahead. Go the for it. Magic words are up until now. Up until now, it was not my experience that I had my skills to be a high-end closer. So I make it about skills and I bind it in time by saying up until now. See, up until now gets rapport with the unconscious mind. And here's a universal rule of the mind that I made up, but it still applies. In any battle between the conscious and the unconscious mind, the unconscious mind is gonna win. So before you make a change, you've gotta get rapport with the unconscious. And the best way is to acknowledge that yes, there has been a problem up until now. So language is incredibly powerful, both in terms of influencing yourself and influencing your others. And it starts with yourself. If you can't get in the right mindset and get the hell out of your own way, pardon my language, then you can't get your clients out of their own way when it comes to making a decision. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I've heard I've heard that also explained as a way if somebody has an objection or they have a limited belief system where they say, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. And you say, and I don't know the exact words, you're the expert here, but I can appreciate you're saying that. But up until now, and then you, is that like the transition that gives them permission to say, that's the past, here's the future? Well, someone says something like, I don't know if I can do that. I would say, I agree, it's important to find your belief that this is something you can do. And thinking about it just like that, why don't we explore all the ways you really can accomplish this? So I'm putting all sorts of suggestions in there. I agree that it's important for you to recognize this is something you really want to do. So I've embedded the suggestion, this okay. is you really want to do. And so as a hypnotist and in my books and courses, I'm showing you how to quite easily learn to embed these suggestions and interrupt people's patterns because it's my view that your prospects need to be educated as to why they can do something, why they deserve to do something, and why it's possible for them to do it. Those are the questions you have to answer. Will it work? Will it work for me? And do I deserve it? That's a very, very important question. I'm just curious, not to put you on the spot, but are those like one third, one third, one third, or is uh, the last one really, the last one really struck me, Paul, do I deserve it? I mean, a lot of people feel like, I don't know, why should I have this when other people have well, this? There's a tricky way. There's a sneaky, tricky way to get around that one. Okay. And that is to use hypnotic language, suggestive language to get them to imagine already having the product or service and already in the future enjoying it. So rather than in that case, if they don't believe they deserve it, rather than plowing through the objection, go over it and have them imagine that time in the future where they're already enjoying it. So I would say something like this. I know it's gonna sound like a mouthful, but as you begin to study my products and, and my books and courses, you'll see it makes sense. I would say, you know, I don't know all the ways in which you can stop 
and find yourself imagining just how great this will be for you. But as that's taking place, I encourage you to ask the questions that naturally arise when a great decision is being made. Now, that's a big mouthful of words, but embedded in there is find yourself imagining just how great it will be using these using this X and all the benefits it will bring to you. So what I'm doing, this is called hypnosis. I don't want to get too technical, so stop me, Captain. Okay. This is called school orientation in time. It's a basic trance technique where you get the person to imagine already having made the change. And you can do this. For those of you who are watching this, I assure you, I've broken it down into simple steps where you can do this. And if, if you have a sales process that works great, my work is not designed to replace it. But if you're not using the power of subconscious influence, you're doing too much work. You're not having enough fun. And most importantly, you're leaving tons of money on the table. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know what? Um, it's funny you mentioned the people watching and then the people that will be listening to the replay. I imagine some of them, because one of the things I do, and I've been interviewing people for a long time, again, my eighth year, my own podcast, I've done over 400 interviews as, an, as a guest expert. So I'm, I'm pretty well versed with what my daughter Jessica calls both sides of the mic, right? And um, I know that some people are probably going, God, this sounds difficult. I think I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> and I want to tell you, you know, we're, we're going to cover a lot of ground here just in, you know, in this half hour. But Paul's book really breaks it down. Now, Paul, when I started studying copywriting, I thought I was a pretty good writer. But when I started learning from Dan Kennedy and some of the other great copywriters, every word is designed to keep you going. And it's the same way whether you're uh, watching a video or reading a sales letter or having a conversation. It's these simple words. And I, one of the most powerful words I'll never, I never forgot it was imagined because it triggers in your brain the imagine, which is how you can think about what you would like to have instead of where you are currently in, in your life, right? Now, you want me to supercharge that for you? Take what I gave you and make it sound really smart. Yes. <laughs> I don't know all the ways. You can imagine enjoying this in such a way that you can instantaneously find yourself really wanting to move ahead today. Listen to what I said. I don't know all the ways you can imagine enjoying this. Okay. When I say all the ways, what does that imply? There's many. That's right. I didn't say it. If I said directly, well, there's many ways you can enjoy using this, and I command you hypnotically to imagine those, people would flip me the bird. But by using this clever language, by implying it through suggestion, here's the thing. Whatever you can get your prospect to imagine for themselves will be perceived by them as being their own idea, and therefore they won't resist it. Hence the title of my book, Convince Themselves. And there's two ways to do that. The power of suggestion and being vague and ambiguous and implying things. Because when you imply things, they fill in the blank. Notice, and I'm going quickly and dumping a lot of value here, offering a lot of value, but notice the end of it. I said, a great decision is being made. Mm. I say a great decision to sign up for the program is being made today. So why wasn't I that direct? Why did I leave it vague? Because if I said a great decision to sign up for the program today, it's too pushy. But when I say a great decision is being made, the unconscious mind says, oh yeah, in the context of all the other suggestions, I'm gonna sign up. So in the first five to 10 minutes, you can get them already imagining having signed up before you give them the facts, reasons. Yeah. 
You know, what's interesting about that. So in my in my brain, I'm thinking the way you were saying it before. And then when you inserted signing up for my program, it sounds like you're listening to, you know, a beautiful in my own days, the record. Right. It's a beautiful piece of music. And then the needle goes skipping across. It's a it's an interrupt to something that's beautiful and being taken in and probably changing your thought pattern when you when you start injecting like hard like stuff like that. Now, I in your book, Paul, and I just want to cover a lot of different stuff. This this is fascinating by the way. When I love when I do these interviews and I'm like so excited as to learn as I'm sure the audience is. That's how I know it's a good one. But you and I even tease this in the title for this one about crushing objections. I love this. Yeah, talk a little bit about that if you would. How to crush well, objections. This relies on one principle. It's called the pattern interrupt. People have fixed patterns of perceiving, acting, behaving. When you break those patterns, they become suggestible. You create a window of suggestibility through which they you can lead them. My favorite form of pattern interrupt is the counterexample. So let's say someone says, I need more time to think it over. Mm -hmm. I do a counterexample. I say, I understand, but let me ask you a question. Have you ever had the experience of taking a long time to think something over and it still turned out to be a bad decision? Now, instantaneously, their mind is going to go, of course I have. And it flips the script completely. Now, we're, forgive me, we're attaching pain to doing the very behavior that they thought would give them a benefit, which is hesitating. And then I'll say, maybe it's not about time but about the clarity you need to recognize you really can feel good about moving forward. So now I've actually, I've taken the objection, I've flipped it on its head, and I've redefined it about clarity. And when I say it's about clarity, that implies, well, of course it's a good decision, you just need to get clear on it. Now it opens up one more thing. It gives them permission to discuss the real objection. One of the reasons why clients don't give you the real objections is they don't know. But the second one is they do know and they're afraid of looking weak or stupid when they tell you. So right. give them permission to tell you the objection and the real objection, and then you can explain it in the role of their teacher and their guide, not a pushy salesperson. I know you go into crushing objections a lot in the book, which I think is a fascinating book, but I know a lot of people also teach if you do the proper steps before you get to that quote unquote part where there's a decision to be made and that's where objections would come up. You can lessen the amount of objections you'll even have to crush. Do you believe that? That's true. And I don't want to leave anything to chance. The fact of the matter is our prospects today are not the same as they were 10 years ago. Nowadays, people are far more distracted. Instagram, Facebook, instant messenger, text. How many times do you check your phone? Now we have another one. What is it called? Um, the one where Clubhouse or something yeah. like that. Now Clubhouse. we have that one. We have, it's crazy. So your prospects have too many decision opportunities bombarding them. And, and you can't assume that they're in a place to make a good decision, even if you've already set all of that up. They still may have an autopilot no, simply because they're overwhelmed and too distracted to have paid proper attention to you. Now you are a... Uh, a Long-time practicing hypnotist. I know you're schooled in NLP, which is uh, neuro-linguistic programming, by the right. way. 
um, and all these different things. So, I mean, you really bring, uh, you know, when the metal, metal meets the road or the rubber meets the road, <laughs> mixed up my two metaphors, you really know your stuff. And I, I, I want to ask you a question. So I'm going to actually go all the way back to what I should have asked you first. What do you mean by subtle selling? Like what's, what is subtle about selling? Well, in my case, I'm talking about selling to the subconscious mind, not the conscious mind, because the subconscious mind, it's hard to quantify something as non-quantifiable as decisions, but about 80% of our thinking and our real decision making is made on the subconscious level. 20% is made by the analytical conscious mind. So it's essentially about using subconscious communication Number one, and, and the big part of that is implying things and using suggestions. That's it. That's the difference between everything else other people are doing and what I'm doing. And there's one more distinction. It's also about subtle communication with yourself as part of a learning process. See, here's the thing. Jim, have you ever heard the piece of advice, just learn from your mistakes? Of course. Has anyone ever given you a precise process for doing that? No, I think it's inferred. Well, you don't do that again. You know, no. that, well, I give a precise process for doing that. I'd love to hear it. Well, it, this is complex. This is an hour discussion. All right, you got to give us the two-minute version because I'm already starting two to run short. Two-minute version is you need to develop a state of what I call witness consciousness. Hmm. Uh, let me unpack that. The big change for people comes not when they're no longer looking through their beliefs and patterns, but they're looking at them. So it involves developing a little bit of a compassionate witness to your behavior. Then it involves getting the heck out of your own way and stopping dwelling on your mistakes. Many people listening to this have said to themselves, why do I keep screwing it up with my high ticket clients? Or why can't I do my outreach calls? And when you do that, you're directing your mind to look into the past, view your mistakes over and over and over, and you're un unknowingly programming them right back in. So part of the process is getting you to stop that, uh, to get the heck out of your own way using two or three techniques I give. So getting out of your own way, creating that witness consciousness, and then tapping into your creative consciousness to get results and imagine results. But quite frankly, the other thing, you need a mentor. You need someone who's been there, been the path, sailed the ocean in the right way to show you insight and perspective where you're myopic and just can't see it. It's why I'm so grateful to have you on my team and in my corner as my mentor and guide. I appreciate that. You know, it's interesting. You coach a lot of people in a lot of different fields. And I mean, you coach people that are six-figure earners and you coach people that are seven-figure earners. And yet you chose to coach with me. Like, why does somebody who's as accomplished as you are choose to coach with somebody else? Because Jim, you know stuff that I don't know. I, as good as I am, I have my blind spots. As good as I am, there are things I simply don't do well. They're outside of my, I don't mind stepping outside of my comfort zone. I can do that, but I need people uh, and a guide and mentor to help me step outside of my conceptual zone to think in ways that I don't even know that I'm not thinking. And there's certain skill sets that I'm just, I recognize I'm not good at yet. I need someone who's accomplished like you to teach me those things. For example, building funnels. For me, building funnels is about as much fun as drawing paint on the wall. <laughs> and I've avoided it, but you've shown me precisely how to do it. The first month that I 
upgraded to diamond. You taught me to build out my funnels. It took me about six weeks to execute because my ops guy is the, a genius. He is an absolute genius and I overload him anyway. He works like crazy. But as soon as he, he's so good to me, as soon as we got that going, do you know, I made $48,000, $48,000, which more than paid for the diamond level. I, Far I, more than paid. I mean, you got your ROI in like four months of working with four, me. Four months of working. Which I love reminding you of. <laughs> and we love talking to each other. I look forward to our calls. I know you look forward to working with me because I am such a humble genius. I know. You know, it's interesting. And I, I don't think you'll mind me sharing this. I don't think. And if, if, if you do, then we'll just have to live with it. But, you know, as it relates to working with coaches, it's funny because I've done a lot of my um, coaching calls this morning and I shared this same kind of story, how we all can sometimes coach people better than we coach ourselves. It's right. And um, one of the areas, interestingly enough, that I know we started working on initially, and this is like true of almost every client I've worked on, helped build a better business over the last 12 years I've been doing this. They say, um, this is this is my program and this is what I think it's worth. And I go, oh, man, you. the reason you're not selling more is not that we have to fix a sales process because you're not charging enough. It's like the perceived value, right? And so that we, I mean, you just shared that within, you know, literally a few weeks of going to Diamond, we created $48,000 in revenue with basically two clients, right? And right. one of the ways we did that is you said, I've got a prospective client. This is the program they're looking at. I, I We learned about the client, but I also learned, you told me, what do you know about them, the pain points, et cetera. And said, if you try and sell somebody who comes in for a luxury car, this car over here for $20,000 is all the luxury you need, but yet they really perceive that car to have be at 80 or a hundred thousand dollars, which probably isn't three times better, but it's, it's the perceived value is something. So I, I posted on my uh, Facebook today, a quote I like to share, what people want more than anything, whether your product or service related in your business, what they want is hope and certainty. And they want confidence to know that you're going to be the one that's going to help them. And I think that's really a lot of the work that you and I do together. Do, is that yeah. fair? Yeah, that's very fair. And for all my genius, I need a lot of hand holding. <laughs> I'm high maintenance. I'll admit, yeah. I'm a high maintenance client, but I deliver a lot of value back simply because I'm so hungry to make progress. And this is what, look, business and money are attracted to speed. And if you're stumbling over your own myo myopia, your own nearsightedness and your own bad habits and mistakes, how are you going to get there? Well, and, and the other little piece of advice I want to give uh, uh, something I want to say. Someone once said to me, foolish people seek opinions, wise people seek counsel. The distinction being that counsel comes from people who have already been there, who know the steps along the path. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you've done for me, Jim, is you are helping me turn my stumbling blocks into stepping stones. And that's the transformational stuff that you do. And I, I'm profoundly grateful for that. I, really I, I appreciate that. And by the way, you know, I shared a story with one of my clients earlier this morning um, who comes to my calls, our calls together, wanting to share some new breakthroughs and some new things. And I'm like, I'm going to. So I told this quick story. I'll, I'll make it really brief because we're starting to run out of time. But back about 2010, I had um, 
probably four or five different businesses, no hassle newsletters, no hassle social media, concierge, print mail, custom article generator, just to name a few, plus my coaching business. And I went to this um, guru who I really admired. And I said, oh, and this year, this is what I'm going to do. And, he's, and he just looked at me and said, you know what, Jim, if you'd spend half as much time marketing and enhancing and growing what you've already done, instead of being out here creating new stuff, which is fun, you're going to be so much more ahead of the game. I never forgot that. I know I turned beat red because I really admired and respected this guy. And he, 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 he gave me some advice, which I still remember to this day. And so sometimes you and some of my other clients will say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And the other thing I said, wait a minute, what about this? Let's, let's grow this. Right. So um, I think that's really the advantage. Just out of curiosity, are you in other mastermind groups or do you work with other coaches or just one at a time? Or I have another mastermind that I do belong to, but it's for a different aspect. It's got nothing to do with online business. Gotcha. So it's got nothing to do with that. And I look, here's the thing. I've invested at least three hundred fifty to $500,000 in masterminds and coaching in my career and mm. paid dividends way, way, way beyond that, way beyond that. Um, so Phil Brakefield, who's a fellow Dream Business Mastermind member, let me see if I can show this. Um, Phil said, uh, what Paul says involves a lot of directional personal engagement. The great comedians are the ones who let the audience fill in the punchline by using their own mind. It's a little bit of work, but, mu right. but much more engaging. Isn't Philip handsome? <laughs> I never thought of, you know, I am a failed comedy writer, a failed stand-up comedian. I wrote one of the worst movies ever made. So I never saw that connection, but thank you, Phil. That that's true. Phil's got a great book coming out, by the way. I'm 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 he it's done, it's ready to come out. But anyway, um, I'm gonna have Phil on the on this program. I know he's itching to get on camera, <laughs> but um so, Paul, uh, I'm sure people want to get a copy of your book. Um, tell us about it. Where can they get it? And um, how well, can they get learn more from you? I'm sure you, you blog, you video. Two things. Of course, you can get the book on Amazon. But you helped me with this. So here's what Jim specifically helped me to do. I have my Rapid Sales Accelerator training. It's absolutely free. You get the first four chapters of my book, which are solely on mindset. You get a PDF report on crushing objections. And then we have a 23-minute audio training on three techniques I've been using since the age of nine, believe it or not, to make millions of dollars. You can get all of that absolutely free by going to paulrossbook.com. And if you want to see an example of how Jim Palmer teaches his clients to set up funnels, go there. And experience it. Experience it. One, I'm going to show one more um, fellow mastermind member, just one of the most brilliant marketers I've ever met up yeah, until now. I could not run my business without this gentleman. I'd be broke living in the streets, and that's no exaggeration. And and he's a um, he he's always fighting you for the best title. Oh, he says he wins the best cat daddy title. You you guys are both cat lovers. So, yeah. Adam Homie, it's one of the it's it's applied to both business, and that's true up until now. Because you know what. Sales is communication. Sales is just conveying why they want to have what you have. And I think very early in this interview, Paul, you said it's how to get them to convince themselves that they want to have rather than saying, listen, you really need this. By the way, I'll give you 10% off today. You know, you they you convince themselves. There's so much more. I would love to have you back sometime and go deep on to. this. I would love to. One more quick thing. Yes. This stuff is so much fun. I've had clients tell me the first few times they do it, they had the 
bite their cheeks or their lip to prevent themselves from laughing out loud because it is so much fun when you see this work. <laughs> That's why I love it. So the, the, the URL where they can sample some of your work, first four Paul, chapters of the book, et cetera? PaulRossBook.com. PaulRossBook.com. Paul, you're you're just a you're a genius at this stuff. You're very giving and sharing, and um, I really appreciate your time today, Captain Jim. Thank you for being uh, aside from my mother, may she rest in peace. Being one of the best teachers of my life, I deeply appreciate it. I really do. I say that with love and respect from my mind as well. It's a pleasure. When I, see, when I see you on my calendar in the morning, I said, who do I got today? I say, hey, Paul Ross, this is going to be a fun. We're going to make some money today. <laughs> so it's a good day. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview, the live edition of Dream Business Radio with Paul Ross. And go ahead and get his book, paulrossbook.com. If you and I are connected here only on uh, Dream Business Radio, of course, that's if you're listening to it or you're connected on Facebook, you can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. That's my home base. If you're interested in learning more about the Dream Business Mastermind, just an amazing group of winning entrepreneurs, go to Dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.